0: Thank you guys We're gonna get an ambulance here, but the VA hospital is just four blocks away, and you're gonna need stitches. What stitches? Welcome to Critical Blues Reviews. I am your host, Critical, and I would like to just tell you all to please continue to make or ask you all let I me mean ask ask you all please continue to make me last by giving listeners support to the podcast for those who are doing it i appreciate it and pass me around to everyone who wants to hear just a little something about movies you know what i mean just uh my point of view my pov all right and first what do i want to get into so all right so now we got a little bit of battery in the back of the candy man film i um I, i'm very i can't wait I, I can't wait to see this movie and we did get some little bit of information not necessarily on it but a warning we get a warning that from the candy man director uh, she explains why we the audience shouldn't watch this film alone the co-writer and director, Nia DeCosta explains in a new video why audiences should not see the highly anticipated Candyman sequel by themselves.
1: Hi, I'm Nia DaCosta, the director and co-writer of Candyman. Juneteenth, I think, for me, especially last year, I was thinking a lot about the duality of the Black experience in America. At once, it's a place of this great hope, which I think is what Juneteenth represents in one way, it's a celebration of us, of of life, of freedom, of possibility. On the other side, it's incredibly difficult and there's a lot of pain, and they kind of walk hand in hand. (laughs) And I think that's something about this film as well. There's still this sort of bittersweet hope. I started working on the film, winter of 2019. I mean, so much changed in that time. You know, we had the pandemic happen. We had the really amazing show of political and cultural and emotional force. And throughout the making of the film, the thing that I always came back to was the truth of the pain that was at the center of the story of Candyman. In the real world, we create monsters of men all the time. People are murdered. They become either saints or they're vilified. And So throughout the last year and a half, it was always coming back to that truth. Horror is a really effective tool when it comes to telling stories about things that impact us on a social level. The very function of it is to make you uncomfortable. And I think if that discomfort is attached to explorations of race or gender, you have to then reconcile your feelings about race and gender. But also, this movie is about community. I don't think you should watch it alone. (laughs) It's important in a way to, like, not have to hold it by yourself. Of course, just better in a room full of people who are also freaking out.
0: So now, Candyman comes out August 27th. I cannot wait. can't wait for this film. And so familiar... Selena Gomez Selena Gomez is an American singer, actress, and producer born and raised in Texas she began her career appearing on the children's television series Barney and Friends I know y'all remember Barney I love you you love me can we be a family with a big great big hug and a hug from me to you won't you say you love me too? Anyway, Selena Gomez actually, STX horror film, horror thriller called Dollhouse. Basically, well, it's directed by Emma Tammy, and the film went on to achieve cult status. Now, according to Deadline, Emma Tammy will be helming Dollhouse, the New York filmmaker is best known for the horror western The Wind, which was praised for its atmosphere and effective scares. Now, Tammy has an incredible sense of story, pacing, and timing that is equally matched by her eye for unforgettable visuals, says Adam Fulgeson the chairman of STX Films Motion Picture Group. Now, I haven't seen her work, so this will be interesting selena started off with acting so it's good to see her kind of go back to their acting chops i always get selena and i forgot the other girl who licked the donuts I always get them confused and also kevin hart so kevin hart i guess he's showing off his self for this uh borderlands adaptation i hope, I hope it's not where he's playing like a real silly character to give him the predator what's his name not peel but key key yeah I can't think of his first name right now, but yeah, so Key, you know, when he was in Predator, he was the stereotypical comedian, you know, just telling jokes. You had an alien, you know, taking out people and you over here telling jokes. So anyway, so currently this film is in production and the upcoming ad- adaptation of the massively popular video game series comes from a mind of horror master, Eli Roth, who's directing and Chernobyl... And the last of a showrunner, Craig Mazin, who penned the screenplay based on the Gearbox game. After breaking through the indie hits like Cabin Fever and Hostile, Borderlands marks the first time Roth is homing a major tentpole for Lionsgate. So yeah, so they have pictures on the internet. If you want to see the pictures, they've been teasing some of the pictures for Borderlands. I'm kind of interested. I can't wait. I can't wait you no know, to see that trailer. I want to see how that trailer is going to be to see if it's going to pull me in or not. So that'll be that'll be pretty cool. So now I guess we're going to go ahead and get into it. So today we're going to be reviewing. Awake. Now you can find this movie on Netflix this actually dropped on June 9th. I've been seeing it, like the trailer for this film, and I kind of was like, eh, you know, maybe I'll get to it, maybe I won't type of deal. So I needed a movie. <laughs> I needed a movie. Uh, I could have watched, I could have watched other movies. I could have watched Cruella. could have watched some other films, but I just wasn't in the mood. One podcast I mentioned, actually I didn't put it out yet. I thought it got deleted actually and uh, come to find out the podcast does exist so i think i might put that out that's man it's it's i should have said this at the beginning but it's been a minute since i've done a podcast and i'll probably explain a little later on if i remember i just want to go ahead and get to it but yeah it's been a little minute my apologies been kind of debating back and forth but should have said this at the beginning It's movie time, right? So the director for this film is Mark Rasso. He directed Katachrome and Copenhagen. Copenhagen, the writer for the film, there's uh, Joseph Rasso, I assume to be a relative of Mark, might be a brother, I'm guessing. Jason Rasso, he wrote Seed City, Zombies and Cheerleaders. And zombie spelled out, you know, Z-O-M-B-I-E-S 1, 2, and 3 which is in, 3 is in pre-production as we speak and Mark Russo another, the director slash writer who also pinned Copenhagen and Bite, so short. Now, the log line for this film, after an unexplained or cosmic event, people are no longer able to sleep, except a little girl now, the mother has to get her family to safety and avoid sleep deprived people who want to sacrifice or experiment her little girl. Now, the characters for this film, you have Jill played by Gina Rodriguez. I always say that kind of weird. Gina Rodriguez, Rodriguez. I'm, I'm totally butchering her name up. I have a weird, like certain vowels or consonants that's together actually it's a consonant in the vowel and then you get the other vowels follow i have a hard time pronouncing i'm noticing rodriguez there we go gina rodriguez i I don't know why it was so hard for me to say that that was so weird i am tripping anyway uh she she, she's playing jill in this film and uh she also played in analogy annihilation look at me i can't even get the words out she also played in annihilation that was a pretty interesting movie to the end. You know, a lot of movies with me kind of fall off in the resolution part of the film for some reason. It, it, it kind of goes a little stale or it just goes like plumb weird, like an alleation. I, yeah. So you have Jane the Virgin, which actually had Easter eggs in this film. I mean, like a little Easter egg. And you have Philly Brown. Now... You also have Matilda, or Birdie, or nickname on the film, played by Ariana Greenblatt. She was in Love and Monsters. I should do a podcast on that. That was pretty good. I enjoyed that. And also, she was in the Avengers Infinity War. And for those Avengers fans, you're probably wondering, wait, what what role did she play? Well, think about it. It's the more obvious role, right? In Infinity War. She was Gamora. Little Gamora my big Gamora little Gamora remember when she was Uh, Thanos was trying to teach her how to balance the double bladed knife On in his hand and you have Noah played by Lucius Hoyas he was in Heroes Reborn and The Colony you have Dodge played by Shamir Anderson he was in Goliath Dear White People and he's going to be in John Wick Chapter 4 which is in pre-production so The story is a mother of two who used to work for the military, but now works security. She used to be addicted to drugs, but she kicked that habit. Now, illegally, she sells drugs. Kind of like on the back end, right? That's like her form of second income. Now, Jill doesn't have, but she gets visitation rights at her mother-in-law's house. Her Her son resents her. And I kind of know what that feeling is, you know, when you don't have that parent in your life as much as you as you want them to or this certain stigma about them, you know, it's kind of like a little rough. Now, I'm not throwing pops under the bus, but, you know, like he lived in New York and I lived in Savannah, you know, I couldn't see him as much, you know, it was just and there's certain things, you know certain personal things but i remember i went to new york and i, I know that resentfulness when you're young when you're a kid you know I, uh <laughs> he had a girl a girl's gone wild vhs tape and i um <laughs> and i i, I spite i was like you know ah, you, i wish he was more in savannah you know lived certain, you know separate and i'm just being resentful and i took his girls gone wild tape and it wasn't even his that's what makes it even messed up it was his friends he is he borrowed the tape from his friend so i was like yeah i'm i'm being vindictive i'm gonna take your girl's gone wild tape hopefully it has boobs in it so i can jerk off i was a weird kid so anyway the power in the car was shut off causing a crazy accident flipping jill's car with her kids into a lake and that's where we get to the hospital Well, actually, Matilda, she was saved by a police officer. And then we get to the hospital to find out what's going on, somewhat. And that's when we get to the hospital to see what's going on. Now, we find out at the hospital that the power was shut off, causing many brutal accidents. Patients that were in comas are now awake. situation we find out, after 48 hours of no sleep, there's less of critical thinking. Uh, 96 hours of no sleep you start to hallucinate and have motor failure and later down the line you start to have failing organs and days of lying in par- paralysis until the heart shuts down and that's actually scary no 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 so you don't understand see like like can you imagine okay i mean it's hard to imagine because when you watch it it's like i don't i don't get the fear in this well you can overlook the fear i'll say that you can overlook the fear because you're talking about if somebody let's say you you get into a bad car accident and nobody's around like everybody has been up everybody's been awake everybody is hallucinating and going through whatever trauma they're going through like you're not going to get any any type of help med- you're not going to get any type of medical help you know like doctors are people too, so therefore they're not going to be in their right minds, you know, to help you out and help you with your injury, your injury, you know, to help you go through surgery. You know what I'm saying? Like all of that stops. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So basically, you know, and nobody that nobody's going to pick you up in the ambulance. You know what I mean? Like like nobody is going to be the good Samaritan. Like everybody's dealing with their own shit. You know what I'm saying? So you're just laying there dying. Until your heart stops like you're awake like you like if you're in pain, like like usually your your body will shut down, you know, so you can't experience pain. But you got to experience that bad boy you got to experience pain like no other like you just got to sit there and well, excuse me lay there lie there and just feel the pain until your heart finally starts beating that is crazy. <laughs> like that you, you know like i was watching it that was kind of like i think the trailer i overlooked and some people might get the the horror in this film but i overlooked this you know through the trailer. like oh you're just up forever. bro okay you know but when you watch it you kind of get you know the the understanding of it and it and it doesn't even show you like i feel like the movie kind of cuts that short a little bit isn't that this not a like or dislike but i kind of feel like that movie cuts that short to where you can really it should be a dislike but you can really experience pain agony pain before you die you know what i'm saying like like you should you like it, it should have elaborated more on that like how serious these deaths you know or uh transitional deaths are like you know you're just you're you're awake until you die you know what i mean there's no passing out like there's no amount of pain that's gonna no amount of uh pain that's gonna like just put you out you know what i'm saying like you you're gonna have to die that way but anyway we found out that we find out that one woman is able to sleep so i think you know so that's you know you know will that be helpful later on in the film you had a church scene where basically the pastor explains how to, to defeat this phenomenon. That's what, you know, and, I, and, and you know, I'm going I'm to get to my likes and dislikes. Okay, so my likes. People freaking out over sleeping pills. Genius. I mean, come on. We freaked out o- over toilet paper during this pandemic and gas during the, the Russian hack. You know what I'm saying? Like, so like you seeing people pouring gas in the back of their pickup truck like this this a whole like spread of gas like 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 i guess they got plastic and you know put it in their tailgate and just got a whole bunch of gas and lots of people so people are running around here with with just this gas like gas gets old like <laughs> i don't know how long gas lasts i think it might be under i think it might i i don't know i think you might get them three to six months Three to six months before it starts getting all watery and stuff. So anyway, um, I'm 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 all over the place. I'm all over the place. Like like just like how people have been freaking out over this toilet tissue issue and gas. I mean, yeah, people can't sleep. People are going to start freaking out over sleeping pills. You know what I mean? Like sleeping pills. <laughs> Can you imagine that? You know, sleeping pills are just going to be off the shelves. Like that's gonna be crazy i I like the visual of falling satellites because if all electricity is stopped from this phenomenon i mean like you're gonna like you're gonna assume that you're gonna be seeing shooting stars but nah actually you're gonna see satellites falling to earth i mean that's remarkable but also scary to see you know I felt like this was a clever movie at times. And I and I felt like that's where it goes back to the pastor when he explained the, the, the defeat of this phenomenon. And you know, like and I, I kind of feel like I'm be I'm gonna be cocky with it, pause big celebration for her son, you know what I mean? So shout out to Nikki and her family and her son. So happy birthday, Jaden. So let's get back on it. It has shocking kill scenes. It it can be, yeah, surprise, yeah, surprise kill scenes, you know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't say gore, but it's like real brutality, you know what I mean? It wasn't over the top, but it was like as brutal as reality can get, you know what I mean? It wasn't like a Final Destination type of brutality, you know what I mean? It was like, yeah, like if this was real, I can see the wounds being this serious, you know, or the injuries being this serious ariana greenblatt is a good actress she's gonna be dope when she gets older hopefully you know she stays on point you know hollywood doesn't get to her you know and derails her hopefully she's strong enough to be on point and we'll see her in more films and get you know pretty good roles jill not breaking the auto repair shop window i felt like that was a cute scene that was that was add some humor to it without being silly some people might not like it i thought it was okay I like how most of the dialogue was based around the story, you know. I mean, that's how movies should be, right? But you know, some people talk about other stuff like the dialogue just to have, you know, talking heads conversation. Uh, you like baseball? I like baseball. You know what I mean? So I, I felt like that was that was pretty cool. The dialogue it it was based around what was going on in the story, and that's and that's how it should be. That's how it should be. Jane the Virgin callback, as I mentioned earlier, I mentioned earlier the series that Gina Rodriguez played on. I say I got her name right. I felt like that was a great callback, Jane the Virgin, where it was a conversation with Birdie. I can't, I can't think of her name, uh, Matilda. Birdie and also Noah. They had a back and forth, and they were talking about, you know being a virgin that was like the only time that the convo dialogue just kind of went all left field It was like i'm not having this like you're my little sister like you're like what eight nine eight nine and i'm like what 14 15 am i talking to you about sex heck no what, what, no no <laughs> you in the mouth no we're not having this conversation no no I would not, never yet. put my hands on any of my sisters one one would kick my ass the other one rest in peace but the point of the matter is, I would not be having this conversation, little sis. <laughs> oh, shit. This is hilarious. Uh, I just caught a flashback of my sister of us being on the train, elbowing each other. <laughs> my father got pissed off. But what are you all, 10? <laughs> nah, anyway. Uh, <laughs> anyway, that was just a, a funny flashback. Um, Yeah, the story has okay humor at times the prisoner scene looked like that was going to be intense it 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 was a barely an inconvenience point you know i got that from um pitch meetings but i I definitely uh think that it 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 can be that prisoner scene got barely barely an inconvenience because it looked like it was going to be if it was a series if this show was if this movie was a series we're talking about a pretty decent series, you know what I'm saying? Because you get to prolong the effects, you know what I mean? Of them not going to sleep, you know what I mean? Like, like a whole day can last almost a month in our time, you know what I mean? Like, like if this show came on once a week, you know, it'll just be one day. You know what I mean? People might get tired of it being one day that the day never changes. But I mean, they never go to sleep. So it's like, you can't really, you know, cut to the next thing. Like, it'll just be ongoing of them not sleeping. Unless you do it from the, like, the daughter's point of view, from Matilda's point of view. If you like, where she's just like, they're running from this, they're running from that. And they just, she just crashes. And then come to find out, you know, like the whole day was based off the mother and the son's adventure. You know while Matilda slept. You know what I mean. So, yeah. Anyway, the car fight scene was a dope scene. Yeah, the shit was kind of meth. You know what I mean. It was the car scene was kind of meth. It was kind of like John Wick. You can expect that panoramic fight scene, but it was real good. It was good to have. I mean, I think it would be really dope if it was. If it was in Walking Dead. You know they had that scene in Walking Dead. And they probably. I don't know. I don't recall have seen that scene in Walking Dead, but it seemed like that that'll be a scene that's in Walking Dead. I felt like they chose the right gun for Jill to show that it was out of bullets. And I'm sorry, I'm not going to sit up here and name the gun. I'm not really good with guns. So <laughs> if I, if I had clean, if I had clean on here, he would be able to guess the gun. He'll be like, "Oh, that's a a Ruger. Oh, that's a." <laughs> um. All right. So my dislikes. I felt like it was a scene where a guy named Greg, it was it was a guy who Jill was selling drugs to. And they basically cheated each other. He She cheated him on pills and he cheated her on, on the money. And it was a scene where she runs into Greg's body and Greg was still alive. And so somebody tried to step on Greg's face. And I felt like it would have just, like 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 start you know i I don't know in these movies as of late i guess because of zombie movies the zombie movies you like to step on your face and your whole skull will just crush but you know you know it's a regular human stepping on your face but now they're doing it with just human human humans you know human versus human and they're like stomping on people's faces and they just die instantly don't get me wrong you know like you can you can do break somebody's neck that way or whatever the case just you know but I, I i just feel like that's that's just a cop-out i felt like when that happened to greg he should have just been wheezing harder to where he's still alive and that goes back to making it so dangerous that you can let's say if you shot and you were supposed to go into shock and pass out but yet, no. You gotta experience that pain, that bullet in your lung. You know what I'm saying? You gotta feel your lung fill up with blood. You know what I mean? And you're just like you're not gonna pass out. You're just gonna you're just gonna have to feel that pain until you die. And I feel like they should have they should have pushed that a little bit more. You know what I mean? Like like with him, it should it should have done it with with Greg. Like even though the guy's you know was like, oh, he's not dead, and he starts stepping on his face, realizing that you know. They thought they killed Greg, but they didn't. Um, not really a spoiler alert. He wasn't. A, Greg was not a main character at all. But, but yeah. So it's it's. I felt like he could have been a little. He should have still been alive, breathing, and we know that Greg is still alive, and he's experiencing all of this, this pain for no reason. <laughs> so, and also that scene with the with the prisoners. Pedophiles wouldn't be the alphas in prison like pedophiles aren't respected in prison so that whole scene of the you know pedophile hey give me a son talking to jill they would have probably been dead soon as this would have happened all the pedophiles would have been killed rapists pedophiles they would have they been the first ones to go now i i did have a question about this film like the word dodge like why was dodge such a major thing so they use dodge like in three different instances like dodge was the guy's name he was the prisoner's name and i'm not gonna go any further i'll let, I'll let you watch the rest of that because that wasn't a suspenseful moment and the car they had a dodge car a dodge vehicle that was in this film and also dodge made a pun about getting the hell out of dodge so you know it was like all right what's up with dodge is that is that the writer's dog's name or something <laughs> you know i was thinking was in dodge just a little bit too much you know like those battle rappers you know i'm dodging fools in the dodge while getting the hell out of dodge you know i don't know that was terrible anyway my comparisons i compare this movie to blindness 28 days later and the Happening. A lot of people like the happening I, I,
1: the
0: happening wasn't really i mean it was weird acting in it don't get me wrong and certain things but I, the concept wasn't really bad to me i think i always felt in the happening if they had gore that would take the plate that would have pushed happening up a little bit you know what i mean because it would have been like yo this dude just got under the lawnmower anyway i'm getting too far off so happening i i i have to say is because of them just roaming around, you know, like scavenging, uh, people meeting new people. Everybody has their own story, and you're and you're trying to survive this pan. This this I won't say a pandemic, but this phenomenon, like you know, and happening. They're trying to survive the the nature trying to kill them off. You know, uh, releasing these pollen, a pheromone, making the characters commit suicide you know and this would be like just try you can't you're unable to stay awake you know what i mean or, or or you're you're unable to go to sleep i'll say lightweight 28 days later because i guess them like trying to find shelter you know what i'm saying moving around surviving you know the survival portion I'll have to say Walking Dead, that Walking Dead type of vibe, where, let's say the the monster, like the, of course the monsters are the, the zombies in Walking Dead, but let's say the zombies would be not being able to sleep, and so you're dealing, well, the compound. Not being able to sleep and you're dealing with people who aren't able to sleep and so they're just freaking out. So you gotta deal with people like that. and the part where you run into other people well i don't know i'm tripping maybe not walking dead well yeah i'll say elements elements of walking dead and definitely blindness and for those who did see blind blindness blindness which starred uh, julianne moore mark ruffalo and danny glover and blindness is basically about a city ravaged by an epidemic of instant white blindness so everybody just goes blind so if you (laughs) this ain't funny so if you're on an airplane, you're just fucked. <laughs> you're just fucked. I mean, because it's like, you know, like when things first hit, everybody goes blind. So if you're in a car driving, like you're you're kind of fucked. And then you gotta, man, it's it's messed up. That would be just be messed up. And they had to basically use teamwork to like make their way to the grocery store and you know what i'm saying and and navigate through the city while being blind and i think it's only like one person who's able to see and this is exactly blindness this is exactly blindness because it's one person who's able to go to sleep out of everyone else but then you have one person who's able to see from everyone else who's blind so but the only thing is, one is a little girl, one is a grown woman. And the little girl really didn't have any. She she didn't really. It, it wasn't it wasn't a benefit. Nobody benefited off of Matilda sleeping. You know what I mean? Like they, they everybody benefited benefited from the woman who can see. But nobody benefited from Matilda who can sleep. You know, actually, it was the opposite. It was an adverse effect. People were more upset. That Matilda can sleep and they wanted to sacrifice her so it was it was a little bit more different it was the opposite it was the opposite which is interesting so I wonder if they did get this concept from blindness because it's very very similar what they did was they went they went in reverse instead of everybody depending on the blind woman they actually resented the sleeping girl so but yeah um what do I give this film What do I give this film? I'm going to have to give this film seven and a half police badges and syringes with air in it. That's what I'm going to give this film. Seven and a half police badges and syringes with air in it. All right. So that is it for Critical Blues Reviews. And yeah nothing more for me to say uh do you have anything you need to say
1: yes I have something to say you didn't invite me on this podcast you're so selfish you're selfish now dumb is gone and dumber's gonna have to hold down the fort and you didn't even invite me on the podcast I, I have yeah I have plenty to say
0: alright fair enough so from me and Oob
1: listen here chump that's not my name my name is You all right get my name right put some speck on my name as dumb would say
0: oh my bad my bad you you right it was you
1: all right now you, you need to stop playing with me stop fucking with me
0: okay uh how about how about we do a podcast together want to do that
1: are you for real so next time we get to do a joint podcast together i don't have to bully you into doing a podcast it's just you know a mano y mano, you know, like uh two good friends doing a podcast. You, you're gonna finally accept me. You're gonna accept me for who I am and not just a figment of your imagination.
0: Nah, man, I'm I'm tripping. I'm talking to myself. All right, I'm not
1: talking to myself.
0: All right. Anyway, I'm getting out of here. We're cutting out. And you all take care of yourselves. And one.